0: Today is Saturday, November 26th. Shabbat Shalom! It is prophesied in the book of Amos that in the last days there would be a famine in the land, not a famine for food, but a famine for the word of God, as it is written in Amos eight, eleven, and 12. Behold, the days come, says the Lord God, that I will send a famine in the land, not a famine of bread, nor a thirst for water, but of hearing the words of the Lord. And they shall wander from sea to sea and from the north even to the east. They shall run to and fro to seek the word of the Lord and shall not find it. Even in the days of Joseph there were seven years of plenty followed by seven years of famine. He had stored up grain for the seven years of famine. The Daily Audio Torah is your storehouse where you can get grain. It is twenty minutes every day of pure scripture flowing out. Living manna to feed your spirit. Now let's continue our journey through the entire Bible in 1 year. This week we are reading from the Israel Bible for the Hebrew scriptures and from the King James for the Brit Hadashah. Today we finish up the Torah portion Toldot and it means generations. Genesis 28 five to nine. Then Isaac and Jacob Then Isaac sent Jacob off, and he went to Padan Aran to Laban the son of Bethuel, the Aramean, the brother of Rebekah, mother of Jacob and Esau. When Esau saw that Isaac had blessed Jacob and sent him off to Padan Aran to take a wife from there, charging him, as he blessed him, "You shall not take a wife from among the Canaanite women, and that Jacob had obeyed his father and mother and gone to Padan Aran, Esau realized that the Canaanite women displeased his father Isaac. So Esau went to Ishmael and took to wife, in addition to the wives he had, Mahalath, the daughter of Ishmael, son of Abraham, sister of Neboth. Daniel 2.24-3.30 Thereupon Daniel went to Arioch, whom the king had appointed, to do away with the wise men of Babylon. He came and said to him as follows, Do not do away with the wise men of Babylon. Bring me to the king, and I will tell the king the meaning. So Arioch rushed Daniel into the king's presence and said to him, I have found among the exiles of Yehuda a man who can make the meaning known to the king. The king said and replied to Daniel, who was called Belteshazzar, Can you really make known to me the dream that I saw and its meaning? Daniel answered the king and said, The mystery about which the king has inquired... Wise men, exorcists, magicians, and diviners cannot tell to the king. But there is a Hashem in heaven, who reveals mysteries, and he has made known to King Nebuchadnezzar what it is to be at the end of days. This is your dream and the vision that entered your mind in bed. O king, the thoughts that came to your mind in your bed are about future events. He who reveals mysteries has let you know what is to happen. Not because my wisdom is greater than that of other creatures has this mystery been revealed to me, but in order that the meaning should be made known to the king and that you may know the thoughts of your mind. O king, as you looked on, there appeared a great statue. This statue, which was huge, and its brightness surpassing, stood before you and its appearance was awesome. The head of that statue was of fine gold. Its breast and arms were of silver, its belly and thighs of bronze, its legs were of iron, and its feet part iron and part clay. As you looked on, a stone was hewn out not by hands and struck the statue on its feet of iron and clay and crushed them. All at once, the iron, clay, bronze, silver, and gold were crushed and became like chaff of the threshing floors of summer. A wind carried them off until no trace of them was left. But the stone that struck the statue became a great mountain and filled the whole earth. Such was the dream And we will now tell the king its meaning. You, O king, king of kings, to whom the God of heaven has given kingdom, power, might, and glory, under whose hands he has given men, wild beasts, and the fowl of heaven, wherever they may dwell, and to whom he has given dominion over them all, you are the head of gold. But another kingdom will arise after you, inferior to yours. Then, yet, a third kingdom of bronze, which will rule over the whole earth. But the fourth kingdom will be as strong as iron, just as iron crushes and shatters everything. And like iron that smashes, so will it crush and smash all these. You saw the feet and the toes. But part potter's clay and part iron, that means it will be a divided kingdom. It will have only some of the stability of iron, inasmuch as you saw iron mixed with common clay. And the toes were part iron and part clay. That means the kingdom will be in part strong and in part brittle. You saw iron mixed with common clay. That means they shall intermingle with the offspring of men, but shall not hold together, just as iron does not mix with clay. And in the time of those kings, the God of heaven will establish a kingdom that shall never be destroyed, a kingdom that shall not be transferred to another people. It will crush and wipe out all these kingdoms, but shall itself last forever. Just as you saw how a stone was hewn from the mountain, not by hands, and crushed the iron, bronze, clay, silver, and gold, the great Hashem has made known to the king what will happen in the future. The dream is sure, and its interpretation reliable. Then King Nebuchadnezzar prostrated himself, and paid homage to Daniel, and ordered that a meal offering and a pleasing offerings be made to him. The king said in reply to David, Truly your God must be the God of all gods, and the Lord of kings, and the reveal of mysteries, to have enabled you to reveal this mystery. The king then elevated Daniel and gave him very many gifts, and made him governor of the whole province of Babylon, and chief prefect, of all the wise men of Babylon. At Daniel's request, the king appointed Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego to administer the province of Babylon while Daniel himself was at the king's court. King Nebuchadnezzar made a statue of gold 60 Amot high and 6 Amot broad. He set it up in the plain of Dura in the province of Babylon. King Nebuchadnezzar then sent word to gather the satraps, prefects, governors, counselors, treasurers, judges, officers, and all the provincial officials to attend the dedication of the statue that King Nebuchadnezzar had set up. So, the satraps, prefects, governors, counselors, treasurers, judges, officers, and all the provincial officials assembled, for the dedication of the statue that King Nebuchadnezzar had set up, and stood before the statue that Nebuchadnezzar had set up. The herald proclaimed with a loud voice, You are commanded, O peoples and nations of every language, when you hear the sound of the horn, pipes, zither, lyre, psaltery, bagpipe, and all other types of instruments to fall down and worship the statue of gold that King Nebuchadnezzar has set up. Whoever will not fall down and worship shall at once be thrown into a burning, fiery furnace. And so, as soon as all the peoples heard the sound of the horn, pipe, sither, lyre, psaltery, and all other types of instruments, All peoples and nations of every language fell down and worshipped the statue of gold that King Nebuchadnezzar had set up. Seizing the occasion, certain Chaldeans came forward to slander the Jews. They spoke up and said to King Nebuchadnezzar, O king, live forever. You, O king, gave an order that everyone who hears the horn, pipe, zither, lyre, psaltery, bagpipe, and all types of instruments must fall down and worship the golden statue. And whoever does not fall down and worship shall be thrown into a burning, fiery furnace. There are certain Jews whom you appointed to administer the province of Babylon, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. These men pay no heed to you, O king. They do not serve your God or worship the statue of gold that you have set up. Then Nebuchadnezzar, in raging fury, ordered Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego to be brought. So those men were brought before the king. Nebuchadnezzar spoke to them and said, Is it true, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, that you do not serve my God or worship the statue of gold that I have set up? Now, if you are ready to fall down and worship the statue that I have made, when you hear the sound of the horn, pipe, zither, lyre, psaltery, bagpipe, and all other instruments, well and good. But if you will not worship, you shall at once be thrown into a burning, fiery furnace, and what god is there that can save you from my power? Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego said in reply to the king, O Nebuchadnezzar, we have no need to answer you in this matter. For if so, it must be our God whom we serve is able to save us from the burning, fiery furnace, and he will save us from your power, O king. But even if he does not, be it known to you, O king, that we will not serve your God or worship the statue of gold that you have set up. Nebuchadnezzar was so filled with rage at Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego that his visage was distorted and he gave an order to heat up the furnace to seven times its usual heat. He commanded some of the strongest men of his army to bind Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, and to throw them into the burning, fiery furnace. So these men, in their shirts, trousers, hats, and other garments, were bound and thrown into the burning, fiery furnace. Because the king's order was urgent and the furnace was heated to excess, a tongue of flame killed the men who carried up Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. But those three men, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, dropped bound into the burning, fiery furnace. Then King Nebuchadnezzar was astounded, and rising in haste, he addressed his companions, saying, Did we not throw three men bound into the fire? They spoke in reply, Surely, O king. He answered, But I see four men walking about unbound and unharmed in the fire, and the fourth looks like a divine being. Nebuchadnezzar then approached the hatch of the burning fiery furnace and called Shadrach, Meshach, Abednego, servants of the Most High, Hashem, come out. So Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego came out of the fire. The satraps, the prefects, the governors, and the royal companions gathered around to look at those men on whose bodies the fire had had no effect, the hair of whose heads had not been singed, whose shirts looked no different, to whom not even the odor of fire clung. Nebuchadnezzar spoke up and said, Blessed be the God of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, who sent his angel to save his servants, who, trusting in him, flouted the king's decree at the risk of their lives, rather than serve or worship any god but their own Hashem. I hereby give an order that anyone of any people or nation of whatever language who blasphemes the god of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego shall be torn limb from limb and his house confiscated, for there is... No other god who is able to save in this way. Thereupon the king promoted Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego in the province of Babylon. 1 Peter 4, 7-5, 14 But the end of all things is at hand. Be sober, therefore, and watch unto prayer. And above all things, have fervent love among yourselves. For love shall cover the multitude of sins. Use hospitality one to another with, not, with no grudging. As every man has received the gift, even so minister the same one to another, as good stewards of the manifold grace of God. If any man speak, let him speak as the oracles of God. If any man minister, let him do it as of the ability with which God has given, that God in all things may be glorified through Yeshua, to whom be praise and dominion forever and ever. Amen. Beloved, think it not strange concerning the fiery trial which is to try you, as though some strange thing... Has happened to you. But rejoice, inasmuch as you are partakers of Christ's sufferings, that when his glory shall be revealed, you may be glad also with exceeding joy. If you be reproached for the name of Yeshua, happy are you, for the Spirit of glory and of God rests upon you. On their part he is evil spoken of, but on your part he is glorified. But let none of you suffer as a murderer, or as a thief, or as an evildoer, or as a busybody in other men's matters. Yet, if any man suffer as a Christian, let him not be ashamed, but let him glorify God on this behalf. For the time has come that judgment must begin at the house of God. And if it first begin at us, what shall the end be of them that obey not the gospel of God? And if the righteous scarcely be saved, where shall the ungodly and the sinner appear? Therefore let them that suffer according to the will of God commit the keeping of their souls to Him in well-doing, as unto a faithful Creator. The elders which are among you I exhort, who am also an elder, and witness of the sufferings of Yeshua, and also a partaker of the glory that shall be revealed. Feed the flock of God which is among you, taking the oversight thereof, not by constraint, but willingly, not for filthy looser, but of a ready mind, neither as being lords over God's heritage, but being examples to the flock." And when the chief shepherd shall appear, you shall receive a crown of glory that fades not away. Likewise, you younger, submit yourselves to the elder. Yes, all of you be subject one to another, and be clothed with humility, for God resists the proud, but gives grace to the humble. Humble yourselves, therefore, under the mighty hand of God that he may exalt you in due time, casting all your care upon him, for he cares for you. Be sober, be vigilant, because your adversary the devil, as a roaring lion, walks about seeking whom he may devour, whom resists steadfast in the faith, knowing that the same afflictions are accomplished in your brethren that are in the world. But the God of all grace, who has called us to his eternal glory by Yeshua, after that you have suffered a while, make you perfect, establish, strengthen, and settle you. To him be glory and dominion forever and ever. Amen. By Silvanus, a faithful brother unto you, as I suppose, I have written briefly, exhorting and testifying that this is the true grace of God wherein you stand. The church that is at Babylon, elected together with you, salutes you, and so does Marcus, my son. Greet ye one another with a kiss of charity. Be with you, peace be with you, all that are in Yeshua. Amen. Psalm 119, 81-96 My soul faints for your... Salvation, but I hope in your word. My eyes fail for your word, saying, When will you comfort me? For I have become like a bottle in the smoke, yet do I not forget your statutes. How many are the days of your servant? When will you execute judgment on them that persecute me? The proud have dug pits for me, which are not after your Torah. All your commandments are faithful. They persecute me wrongfully. Help me. They had almost consumed me upon earth, but I forsook not your precepts. Quicken me after your loving kindness, so shall I keep the testimony of your mouth. Forever, O Lord, your word is settled in heaven. Your faithfulness is unto all generations. You have established the earth, and it abides. They continue this day according to your ordinances, for all are your servants. Unless your Torah had been my delights, I should then have perished in my affliction. I will never forget your precepts, for with them you have quickened me. I am yours, save me, for I have sought your precepts. The wicked have waited for me to destroy me, but I will consider your testimonies. I have seen an end of all perfection, but your commandment is exceedingly broad. Proverbs twenty-eight fifteen and 16 As a roaring lion and a raging bear, so is a wicked ruler over the poor people. The prince that wants understanding is also a great oppressor. But he that hates covetousness shall prolong his days. I want to speak to you today from our reading from Daniel chapter 2 and 3, and then we're going to jump into 1 Peter chapter 4. And in Daniel chapter 2, we see that the king has made seemingly an impossible demand, and that is he wants one of the wise men, of Babylon to tell him what the dream was that he had, and also its meaning. And so Daniel intercedes and prays and asks the Lord to reveal to him what the king's dream was, and so then he is able to get in front of the king and tell him what the dream was, as well as its meaning, thus basically saving his life and the lives of all the other wise men because the king has threatened to kill them all if they can't meet his demand. So the Lord reveals to him what the king's dream was, and it is concerning the end of days. And this is what the king, what his dream was. He said, you, O king, were watching and behold a great image This great image, whose splendor was excellent, stood before you, and its form was awesome. This image's head was of fine gold, its chest and arms of silver, its belly and thighs of bronze, and its legs of iron and its feet, partly of iron and partly of clay. And you watched while the stone was cut out without hands, which struck the image on its feet. Of iron and clay and broke them in pieces. Then the iron, the clay, the bronze, the silver, and the gold were crushed together and became like chaff from the summer threshing floors. The wind carried them away so that no trace of them was found. So he then gives an interpretation of this statue. He basically tells Nebuchadnezzar, you, O Nebuchadnezzar, are the the head of this statue. And so the head of gold represents the Babylonian empire. And then the next part of the statue is made of silver. That is the arms and the chest. And he said that the other parts of the statue are other kingdoms that will come later. So this next part of the statue, the chest and the arms of silver, is the Medo-Persian Empire. And notice, the Medo-Persian, that's two different territories that came together, the Medes and the Persians. And on that part of the statue, there are two arms. Next, we have the belly and thighs of bronze is the Greek Empire. Then we have the two legs, and they are made of iron, and this represents the Roman Empire. And finally, we have the feet that are a mixture. They are iron and clay. And Daniel, as he expounds upon this, says this represents a divided kingdom. It's partly strong and partly brittle, and it's a divided kingdom partly iron and partly clay. So I'm just going to put something out there and it's just a thought. It's something to consider as a possibility, a hypothesis, and we can think about it and see if it makes sense. One of the big agendas of the New World Order globalists is transhumanism and if you listen to noah Yuval harari he talks about it a lot um klaus schwab talks about it a lot klaus schwab says um you know in the fourth and fourth revolution you change and harari says surveillance will go under the skin under the skin, it will be inside of you. And when you look at the mRNA nanobot technology that is being deployed in the jab for the COVID-19, we see that there's graphene oxide that is inside of this um, brew, this mixture. And the graphene actually assembles into an operating system within the human being. Um, people die from it. They get really huge clots. They get myocarditis. And when morticians have done autopsies, they find enormous clots. And when Mike Adams has actually done a lab analysis of what these clots are made of, it's not blood. It's not biological. It's nothing made from human tissue. So these clots that are being assembled within the body from the jab it's from graphene oxide graphene is similar to carbon it's it's metallic it's metal in nature and so it's basically it's transhumanism and it's it doesn't mix very well so clay atom was made from the dust of the earth it was made from the dirt clay atom and that word Adam, even in its Hebrew meaning, is referring to something red and something made of clay. So we see again the feet of the statue are made of part clay and part iron. And it doesn't mix very well. So could it be that this attempt to make humans into part human and part um, Artificial intelligence being able to communicate with the uh, 5G with an artificial human, in, in, artificial intelligence entity. Um, could it be that that's what these feet represent in the statue? And they don't mix very well. A lot of people are dying and having very adverse reactions to this jab, part metal, part iron, and part clay. Just something to think about. And maybe uh, time will tell whether that is the case. But we see that this statue, uh, in the end, a large stone is thrown at it, at the base of the statue, and it is destroyed. Now, the iron and clay feet. Later on, we're going to read in another chapter about a dreadful and terrifying beast. And this dreadful and terrifying beast stomps on the believers and wears them out. And so the feet of this statue, um, it's going to be, it represents the final end of day's kingdom that is in power just prior to the return of Christ. So we are seeing the rise of this end-of-days beast system. We're living through it. It's being constructed before our very eyes. It is present now among the nations. And when we see suppression of truth and censorship of truth, and you can't publish true facts and findings about uh, the jab and the dangers and the problems with it. Um, You can't talk about or publish true facts and findings about um, stolen election results in America, both in 2020 and in 2022, when there is such massive censorship and suppression of truth. This is part of the beast system. There's only one narrative, and it's the beast narrative. And how dare you listen to any other narrative other than the beast narrative. So we're going through a time of persecution. People are dying. People are losing jobs. People are being fired from their jobs. Small businesses are closing. Inflation is off the charts. People are struggling with being able to just buy gas and buy food. Um, and people are, the, the, the truth tellers are enduring great persecution. They may lose their credentials as an MD or lose their credentials as an attorney. Uh, they may end up in jail. There are political prisoners that are rotting away in prison cells from the January 6th uprising. Um, I won't even call it uprising, the January 6th protest that is legally protected in our Constitution and the Bill of Rights. So that leads me into First Peter. And the main theme in the book of First Peter is suffering. That if you are a follower, a true follower and disciple of Yeshua, you will suffer because you're going to walk in his footsteps and he suffered so we will suffer and in 1 Peter chapter 4 verse 12 it says beloved think it not strange concerning the fiery trial which is to try you as though some strange thing happened to you but rejoice inasmuch as you are partakers of yeshua's sufferings that when his glory shall be revealed you may be gl- glad also with exceeding joy. So, kind of going back to Daniel, Daniel tells Nebuchadnezzar about this statue, and he tells him, you're the head. You're made of gold, Babylon. You represent the head. So, what does uh, Nebuchadnezzar do? (laughs) It goes right to his head. He's full of himself, full of arrogance and pride, and he decides to go ahead and build a statue like what he dreamed about. So he builds the statue, and the whole entire statue is all gold. And this is described in Daniel chapter 3. And then he commands the people that whenever the music plays, you're to bow down and worship it. Well, Daniel's three companions, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, refuse to bow down and worship this statue because that is idolatry. And when the king finds out, he's infuriated and enraged, and he decides to have Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego thrown into the fire, the fiery furnace, and it's turned up seven times hotter than normal. And the companions are very brave, very courageous. They say, we will not bow down to this statue, and God is able to save us, but even if he doesn't, we're not going to bow down to this statue. Think it not strange when you go through various trials and persecutions. Back to First Peter. So we're in a time right now when we, God's people, are going to be going through fiery trials. It may not be literal like what Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego went through, but it can take other forms. And the challenge for us is to trust the Lord as we go through those trials. To endure and to persevere and to trust Him through it. To trust Him that He will deliver us through it, that He will save us through it. He will make a way where there seems to be no way. So Heavenly Father, I do pray for each person listening, that you will give each and every one of us perseverance and, and endurance and enlarge, increase our faith to trust in you that when we go through fiery trials, as many are going through right now with the circumstances that are going on in this world, I pray you will give us the faith to cling to you, even as Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego clung to you and trusted in you. And may you bring us through the fire as pure gold, purified and refined, that our faith, as it is tested, would come forth as pure gold out on the other side. We love you, we bless you, and we praise you. In Yeshua's name, amen. <speaking in Hebrew> Ah, <laughs> we